Hey guys. Well, week number two of pre-recorded. We did this months ago before we switched platforms. The audio, the video, it's all crap. Bear with us. We only have one more that has really good content. So without further ado, I will jump to myself in the past for this week's episode of the Appliance Alliance podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the Appliance Alliance podcast. I am your host with the most equipment, Zach Ryder. And alongside of me, as always, the man with the plan. He really needs no introduction, but you know what? We're going to give him one this week anyway, because we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. TK Cousins. What's going on, everybody? We are back. After a little hiatus, we appreciate everybody's uh, patience with us. I know, uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, we were just busy. You know, we went to Chicago. We did the thing, the Appliance Alliance meetup there and did some sealed system training and some other business training. And uh, really just we all came back just uh, fired up to focus on our businesses because, you know, at the end of the day, we... We love the Appliance Alliance, and we love what we do. We focus on the business, um, but so we learned this, a lot. We had this, a lot. We had a lot individually. We had to work on. So it's it's been a busy it's been a busy time since we last recorded. Yeah, hang on. I'm having a technical we, issue again. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, 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 we can. All right, cool. Um, so that time off, we were actually practicing what we preach, right? We were, we were sharing some business information with you guys and some best practices and some things like that. And, uh, we all went home and went, well, crap, we should probably implement that in our own businesses, you know? So. Absolutely. And, and speaking of business, that's a good, great interlude into our um, guest tonight, because one thing following this gentleman that we have on tonight, I've learned about him, is that he is absolutely a great businessman. Um, he is an entrepreneur. Um, he's, he owns his own appliance business, uh, but he also has started running his own appliance boot camp that uh, helps people to start their own business and grow their own business and scale their own business in appliance repair. If you've ever been on YouTube and, and been around the uh, appliance community or Facebook community, you've probably heard of him. This is Mr. Mike Sneed. We'd like to wel welcome him to the show tonight and just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind, Mike. Okay, thanks. Thank you all for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, Mike Sneed, uh, um, one of the founders and current owners of a, a appliance boot camp. It's an online and a physical uh, training school where we teach people how to start their own appliance repair business. Um, we've been doing it now almost two years. Uh, we had over a thousand uh, students to come through online and in our physical location. And we have hundreds of people who have came in and over a weekend we showed them how to start and um, how to run an appliance repair business. Very cool. So um, what, what, 
what was your inspiration for starting the boot camp? Like what, what led, why, why did you decide to do that? Um, I have been trying to get people into the appliance repair business and the skilled trade business, uh, man, for, for, uh, over 20 years, ever since I've, ever since I left corporate America, I've been telling everybody about the opportunities within the skilled trade and specifically with appliance repair, because appliance repair, I always tell people is the last of the skilled trades that doesn't require a state contractor's license, like HVAC, plumbing and electrical, but it pays the same amount of money. So I've been trying to tell people this for years. Uh, I've been going out to uh, to different churches asking if I could uh, if I could teach uh, appliance repair to the uh, to the to the men that were unemployed, to the young high school and middle school kids. Um, I've been actually going out. I was paying people to let me teach them appliance repair. So the middle school and high school kids, um, I would tell the parents, let them work with me during the summertime. Um, at that time, I had uh, I had electrical contracting company. We were doing a, a lot of electrical contracting. I was doing a lot of the deliveries and installs for Lowe's and Sears and AKS Greg. And I, I had I had I had a lot of trucks and I needed a lot of workers. And um, I was trying to get technicians. Um, I was trying to grow my own technicians because you all in the trade, you know, it's hard to get a technician. And uh, during that time, it wasn't any schools. Uh, that, this was before Fred's Appliance. This was before Dryer. Anybody that was putting out technicians, and you had to uh, uh, you had to build your own techs. So I was looking at maybe I could go into uh, uh, into the low performing areas uh, and uh, income areas and teach uh, um, teach people how to start uh, become um, appliance repairmen, and eventually that would make them enough money where they could actually. Uh, get out of uh, the low income areas. Um, but uh, the parents would tell me that the kids didn't have time to actually work. And I was like, what do you mean kids don't have time to work? Well, in order for the kids to play football and basketball in the high schools, um, like right now, I'm running to the same thing with the ice cream parlor I have. The kids, uh, they, from 10 until 6, uh, they have to work out for football. Um, so uh, they, they're, they're doing the workouts and stuff for football. And then once it cools off, they go outside. So from like six to eight, they're outside uh, five days a week. And then on the weekends, they're doing seven-on-seven drills or they're playing AAU or they're playing travel baseball. So the kids now don't have time to work because they want to play sports at the school. So I asked the parents, I said, uh, well, what days do they not have anything to do? They say Sunday afternoons at about six o'clock, they're free. So I said, if you bring them to my shop, um, I would teach them how to uh, repair appliances. And uh, so the parents then say, uh, well, who's going to pay for the gas money for me to, <laughs> to bring them out? So I have to get the parents the gas money, and then I will pay the kids to actually let me uh, to stay there for an hour or two to teach them. Uh, so that's what, that's what the whole notion was for me getting into the trying to teach people the appliance repair business because uh, I knew what it had done for me and my family. Um, appliance repair had allowed me to live a lifestyle that I could only dream about. And um, I wanted everybody else to uh, be able to experience that same lifestyle. Um, and so that's why I was trying to get them, because what happened, uh, these same kids, uh, they were basketball all during high school, um, go to college. They uh, they go to college for two years. They come back out of college. They $60,000 in student loan debt. And now the parents come to me, can you give them a job? Well, I can only pay them $10, $12 an hour now. That's not enough to, to cut into that $60,000 student loan debt. And if you got, you know, made a baby, it really is not enough. 
So then it's too late. So I was trying to uh, get them before they actually got themselves messed up and was trying to teach them not to, um, if you if you're not going to school for engineering, medical or become an accountant, it wasn't going to be worth it. Um, you could go to become an appliance repairman, start your own appliance repair business, and you can make a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year and have a great life. Uh, so I was I was kept telling people that, um, but uh, I was uh, I couldn't get them to, to come into it. Um, and then with appliance boot camp, uh, I got I found out who my actual targeted audience was. It wasn't the eighteen to twenty five year old. I found out um, eighteen to twenty five. They still think they they one rap record away from um, becoming a rap artist. Uh, they one jump shot away from getting into the NBA. Uh, they want they want uh, they I can I can that that marketing for the NBA for rapping and and um, just hitting it big. Um, I couldn't compete against that. Um, I had to go to the guys who was thirty five and fifty five who had been out there and they realized everything they told was a lie and they didn't know how to get out of the uh, the trap they were in. So I started speaking to those guys, and that's where it took off. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I uh, I love the um, one of the you know I've been following you for a few years now, and uh, okay. one of the things that I love about you know the appliance boot camp and just everything you're doing is um, the fact that you have given so many people a chance to become an entrepreneur that maybe didn't think that they were and really and really just investing into the um, low income neighborhoods, because that's something that I'm big on as well um, with, you know, pr previous ministries I've been a part of. And, you know, even my 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 um, passion today is uh, veterans and uh, lower income families. That's something I'd love to do with my business. So when I see, see you so passionate about that, it gets me fired up as well. Thank you. And it's funny. Uh, Cause I was, uh, I, I stayed on Facebook. I wasn't on YouTube, but I was seeing TK on YouTube. I've been following TK ever since he started putting out those videos and uh, to be here now talking to you all. <laughs> and believe it or not, it's amazing to, uh, to see how it actually, uh, how things kind of go all the way around. But yeah, I've been following TK for a while. And uh, like you say, the passion for the low-income neighborhoods. Because like I say, with appliance repair, you all are appliance repair uh, 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 and have your own business. It, it's hard to beat the lifestyle that this appliance repair does. Um, I, I have yet to find anything that compares. And, um, and my friends that are uh, dentists and orthodontists and uh, uh, doctors, they all are envious of appliance repair. They say, hey, you know, you can go buy you a $3,500 van or truck and you make just as much money as I do. Uh, and I, I, I got to spend a million dollars on a, a dental practice and got to go to yeah. school. And, and, and the thing about it uh, now, um, uh, for the last 15 years, I haven't really been out in the uh, service vehicle. Uh, so uh, I've been having actual subs or employees and, uh, it, but they still had to go put their hand in somebody's mouth every day. Um, I didn't. And they, they was always envious of that. They said, man, you, you don't have to do anything and you still make the same amount as we do. Yep. So um, walk us, if, if you don't mind, I, walk us through a little bit of the program, help people understand like what it's about, what they're going to learn if they come through the program. Okay. 
Um, the program is uh, it's, it's very simple. Um, like I said, it's consolidated to just a weekend, a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, um, we're going to teach you the basics. You're going to learn basic how to read schematics, basic electronics. Um, you're going to learn refrigeration, basic refrigeration. Um, we're going to go over how to disassemble and to troubleshoot and test all the different components in the a washer, a dryer, refrigerator, microwave. Uh, oven. We also get you get the online, so it's kind of fast paced for a weekend. But you have the online, so once you leave, you can go back and reference uh, the material. So if you got a refrigerator coming up, you can go look at the refrigeration module before you go out to kind of refresh you. Um, but it's so much, it's so much, um, it's so much information out here now in YouTube on how to fix appliances, um, and so many people putting out great, so much great information on the uh, how to repair appliances. Uh, that YouTube University covers that really well. Uh, what I really emphasize um, in Appliance Bootcamp is the actual how to run it as a business, not so much to be the technician, uh, but how to run it as a business and get people started in their own business. So we'll teach you how to register your LLC. We'll teach you how to uh, how to allocate your funds. We teach a five banking account method so that you can actually know how to actually separate your money so that you can go out and do like I'm doing, where I pay cash for for, uh, for real estate and, and, and start other businesses. Um, I teach them how to do that. Uh, just teaching them my whole blueprint of how I live my life and how I run my business. Uh, so I'm teaching them the business side, and it's just a, really an introduction. Um, once they get into it, um, I then tell them they need to get into the trade organizations. They need to join USA, um, the PSA, whichever one they want to go to. But they need to get into the trade organization and get around and get um, get other peer mentors if they're going to grow their appliance repair business where they're going to have seven or eight different uh, technicians. Uh, with that, um, I'm not the person that they want to uh, follow with that. You want to get in there and maybe get back with the uh, uh, with the Dean Landers and the Paul McDonald's, those guys to actually teach you how to take your business to the next level. I'm just the, the kindergarten, first grade teacher to give them the introduction, to get them moving. And then from there, they'll find them other mentors. And they uh, and they go uh, those that want to go deeper into the actual uh, uh, technical part of it. There's so many people got so many good technical stuff. You got TMM that's doing great with the technical part. You got uh, you got Master Samurai. You got Dryer. You got Fred's Appliance. They, they built, they, they great at building technicians. So those places, I tell them, uh, if you want to get into the technical part, go go over there. And they they have more stuff on the technical part for you. Uh, but far as the business side, I'm I'm the introduction to get you into the business side, which I think is the hardest part. The technical part for me has always been the easiest. The hardest part for me has always been the business side. Yeah, that's what I've kind of learned in uh, the past few years. You know, um, when I first got into appliance repair, I was just all about becoming the greatest technician I could could become and then i really quickly realized like hold on if 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 that's all i'm focused on i'm gonna be you know another one of these technicians 70 years old still crouched behind a refrigerator swapping out compressors or whatever not a knock to anybody that does that but um tk would like to be sitting on a beach somewhere when he's 70 <laughs> hell, hell i'd like to be sitting on a beach somewhere when i'm 50 years old so you know, I, that's one of the things that I really learned when I started following Miss Ward and um, listening to her, um, who was one of your graduates. 
Um, yeah. One of my absolute favorite people, by the way. Um, yeah. But when I started listening to her and, and listening to you before that, um, it really geared me towards being more of an entrepreneur and focusing on growing the business. I probably need to come down there and come through a boot camp course just to get some some uh, some <laughs> some tips, you know, because I, I, I'll be honest, dude, I struggle with it. I struggle with it. The business part is the hard part. Yes, yes. That appliance repair is easy, but that business part is so key if your goal is to be a multi-tech organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easy to be a one-man show, but once mm-hmm. you start growing and you start adding people, it, it's it's a lot of headaches. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'll never forget. Uh, do you all go to Ashley's? Have y'all been to Ashley's before? I have not. Okay, okay. if you ever get to Ashley's. I remember maybe 10, 10, 15 years ago, I was at the Ashley's and I used to go to Ashley's and I used to go to all, you know, they have the technical side, then they got the business side. I used to go to the technical side all the time, trying to learn how to fix everything. And um, one time I decided, I'm just going to go to the business side, just see what's going on over there. So I was over there in the business side and I'll never forget, they, they asked, um, if you made, uh, you made 50 to $100,000, raise your hand. You saw maybe one person raise their hand. Then they said, if you made a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand, raise your hand. Uh, I was in that point, so I raised my hand with about four other people. Not thinking, damn, these guys ain't making no money. <laughs> they right. they making one hundred fifty, and so they kept on, and nobody was raising their hand. Then they said they got to a million. If you made uh, one to two million, almost half the room. Then they said three million and up, and the other half went up. I was like, what in the hell are they do- <laughs> they doing with uh, over here? They making these millions of dollars. And so for then, I stopped going to the technical part. It just started focusing myself on the business part. And from there, uh, I was really lucky that I, I, had, uh, I had a couple of uh, uh, business partners and a couple of uh, uh, mentors. Uh, one of the uh, first mentors I had was a car, a guy who owns car dealerships, a guy named Mr. Joel Wiggins. He was the guy who really showed me the, uh, the first side of business ownership and what entrepreneurship looks like. And then from there, um, I've had uh, had two Indian partners, Ron and um, Abdul. You might hear me talk about them a lot. Uh, I got Mr. Speed. Um, um, I got a bunch of people now who uh, who have mentored me and showed me the business side. And from, even with me, the business side is always still a challenge. Always still a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you get out there to the Ashley's. You you'll love it, man. You, you I, guys I need rock to. stars out there. I'm serious. Y'all be rock stars out there. Um, I'm serious. Get out there. You, you, you'll love it. You'll love it. You will love it. Yeah. It's kind of on the roadmap. I mean, I bought an existing business, which if I had to do it again, I'd do it very, very differently than I did. Um, yeah. How uh, old was the business when you bought it? It's, it's so 1977. My business started. Yeah. Um, which, so there's good things about that. And then there's bad things about that. (laughs) You know, the guys came out and they kind of realized like just how much overhead I inherited um, by buying an existing business. Um, And also by not, you know, my my mentor, he was a firefighter. So it was side Mm -hmm. hustle. Right. Like they Mm -hmm. all had side hustles. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the way he ran his business and the way he looked at business, while it wasn't wrong, it was just it worked for him because he had a pension and it didn't matter. So he right. Right. He could do things in a certain way um, that it's my income. 
<laughs> I can't do it the same way, but I didn't have anyone to teach me. So um, it's, you know, it's been five years of making mistakes and, and uh, learning new things. And, you know, that's, that's where the mastermind. Did you, did you, did, when you bought it, did you get any employees with it? Yeah. And I, they're all gone. So you all, oh, wow. <laughs> so you, you're, you're a one man shop again. No, there's two of them. There's two. two yeah, of, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, the staff that I have now, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, yeah. let, I wouldn't let them go anywhere. They're, they're fantastic um, mm-hmm. team. And I really couldn't do it without them. Um, the ones who are gone are, are. Yeah. You, you heard all, all their problems. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, save one, you know, there's, there's one. That, Let me. Let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, okay. Do you pre- do you prefer Mike or Michael? A Mike, Michael, Sneed, whatever. Okay. You find. I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I have a hard time calling someone Michael. I just re- yeah, I, 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 I refrain to Mike immediately. Let me ask you this, Mike. Um, from from your as a businessman and an entrepreneur, yeah. what would what type of advice do you have for guys like me and Zach, where both of us have one one guy that that works for us? a secretary, kind of at that point where we're trying to get to that next level. Um, As a businessman, what would you say your best word of advice for someone like us is? Because I know there's a lot of guys in a similar situation. Uh, The best thing that I've done to really get out that truck, I had to to actually uh, go, I had to stop dressing like a technician and stop going there. Because if I went there, uh, when they have a problem, I'll fix it. And I just tell them, go to the next job. Move on. I I, I take this on. So I had to actually start. Uh, I, for a while, I started wearing like a button-up shirt where they look, when I showed up, it looked like I couldn't get dirty. Uh, so they didn't expect me to do anything. Um, uh, but it, I found out you're going to have to have two. You're going to have to have two techs to get you out the truck. Um, one tech is not going to be enough uh, for you to get out the truck. I, I found out I had to have two to get out. Uh and that was it. And from there, you got to make it work. You can't get in there and actually become a technician. Once you decide that you're going to be the actual owner, you got to be the owner. Uh, you can't you can't be the technician. Uh, you can't have them calling you every five minutes. Um, I just got a new sub that came on with me. And uh, every every time he get to somebody's house, he want to call and get the price. We got the blue book on, uh, on, on the phone. He can look at the blue book. But still, he wants to call me and ask me the price. And I've, I've told him several times, whatever the blue book says, that's what you give them. Because uh, what happened is they calling me every time. No, I got I got a thousand people from a boot camp calling. I got the ice cream parlor. I got all this other stuff. Now you calling me every stop you get to um, is putting uh, it's, it's killing my capacity. And also it, it's making the customer think, well, maybe he's charging me too much. And maybe the price shouldn't be there if he got called every time for the price. And you got yeah. you got you got you got to trust your uh you got to trust your actual uh subs or technicians and allow them to make the mistakes. Don't be afraid of mistakes because the mistakes is going to show you what you need to work on. Whenever something doesn't go right, uh, that shows um, not so much a problem with your sub or your tech, but more so a problem a hole in your process. So you want to actually uh, let it break, uh, then you fix it so it won't happen again. Uh, like for yeah. instance, uh, we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of delivery and installs, uh, and what will happen? Uh, we'll go there and they have the copper water lines and stuff. Um, and sometimes the technicians they you know they wouldn't sell they wouldn't sell the person the new water line. They just connect the, the copper one. 
well, they push it back. The next thing you know, it's leaking. And two weeks later, you got to go back. The floor is leaking and warped. So we just got to the point where we said, regardless of what, they gotta they gotta buy a new uh, dishwasher kit, or we ain't gonna we ain't gonna install it. If they don't want to put a new dishwasher kit, we ain't gonna install it. Um, I um I had the problems where uh the the, the homeowner would say uh after they left uh, I see uh, a scratch on my floor. Uh, technicians say I didn't do it. Uh, now mm-hmm. you back and forth. So now you gotta figure out a way. How do you handle that? Well, as soon as you get to the customer house. You take a picture of uh, the floor in front of the appliance. You take a picture of the countertop. You take a uh, you take a picture of everything around it, and then you get the uh, you get the homeowner to sign off and saying there wasn't any da- uh, if this is damage, you you notify on this paper, kind of like you go rent a car, saying this is I see this damage here, this is damage there. If you uh, if it, if it's, if if he uh, if it's no damage, uh, we sign off. We good. If it's damage, we sign off notifying that. At the end, when they're done, same thing. They take a picture of everything when it's completed, and they bring the homeowner out there, get them signed, say there ain't no damage. Uh, you all are good. So that way we're covered. I say you signed off, say so want no damage, and uh, I got pictures to prove it's not damaged. And uh, that's smart, work, man. That's yeah, really smart. With, yeah, you, you got go through those things. Not so much uh, you get mad at the technician or the sub. Say, hey man, uh, uh, why uh, how, why you scratch somebody's floor or this and that? Some because sometimes some things like that just happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much you can do. You make sure everybody got a slide. You make sure that uh, you get a picture of them with the slide there. They're using the slide. Um, but then if you do get a problem like that, because uh, what that's the thing too. Once you start hiring a bunch of people, um, uh, you're gonna have some. You're gonna have some issues start to come up. Uh, you know, versus if you're a one man shop, you can really, really uh, manage your quality and stuff really, really good starting off. Uh, but once you start adding people. Um, I find out I am I do have a bump in my quality whenever I bring somebody new in um, until they get yeah. acclimated to our actual uh, uh, system. Uh, but if something like that does happen, um, you want to make sure that you you're not going back and forth on the internet with them typing back and forth. Uh, you want to take it offline as soon as, as soon as possible. You say, hey, give me a call. Um, you, you you find a way to resolve it. You know, if you gotta give them three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Uh, you, you, whoever y'all going to resolve it, y'all resolve it that way. Send them a letter saying, hey, I'm taking this amount of money and we're going to say that it's resolved. If any bad reviews, anything that you put in, you just go remove them. You can't talk bad about us anymore. Just do that type of stuff and, and, um, and keep it behind the scenes and stuff. So you, you start to do that. And uh, like I say, when stuff breaks, you just find a system or something to make it so it don't happen again or to make so that you can verify uh that it was good when they got there and verified it was good when they left. And with all the software they got now, especially like work is and stuff like that, you can attach as many files and the pictures as you want. And you can see it and uh, see exactly what they're doing. You know, um, the shut off valves, same thing. Take a picture of the shut off valve and make sure that it's not dripping water when you leave. Take a picture up under the dishwasher and make sure it's not dripping water at the water inlet valve, all that type of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely improving process like that. Yeah, that's your biggest, biggest advice. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's something that we all kind of learn. We get smacked in the face with process. Yeah, um, it's and it's usually realizing how much process you don't have. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Real, realizing that you're just for me, it was it was realizing that I just basically been winging it for four years. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah. then when I trained somebody, like, all right, I can't wing it anymore. I got, I got, I got to get my uh, my ducks in a row here. 
But um, not to switch uh, gears too much because, um, you know, I think the Appliance Boot Camp, I've gotten tons of friends from that community. Just awesome people. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, some of the guys you, you – I actually have guys here locally. One of our um, Appliance Alliance um, – Board, not board member, but one of the members of the leadership at the Appliance Alliance is EJ, and he's oh, done some of the online stuff. And uh, I, I, I would like to get your take because I discussed this on Facebook. I would like to get your take on the approach because we disagree on this, and that's perfectly fine. And that's I, fine, I just like. I always like to hear everybody's um, yeah. everybody's viewpoint so that I can learn more. Um, right. And what we basically disagreed on was basically the approach of training these guys so rapidly and basically letting them learn in the customer's house. So Correct. me and you, everybody in here knows that in three days, you, you're not a master technician Correct. and you're not going to be a master technician for a long time. Correct. Um and my personal uh, uh, point of view on it is that the best way to train somebody is to have them ride with someone and actually be hands-on in the field for anywhere from three to eight months, depending on the individual. Um, so I would like to get your feedback and your viewpoint on that, because I know it's something we disagreed about. And like I said, that's perfectly fine. Um, just about how how these guys go through the boot camp and then um, sign up with the warranty companies and are basically learning in the customer's house. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you get started? Did you, you get started? Uh, did you? Uh, who, how do you get started in the appliance repair field? I did an apprenticeship. Uh, my best friend owns Richmond Appliance here in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. And um, I was basically selling used appliances. I didn't know much. I was just kind of learning as I go. I'd Google stuff. I'd YouTube stuff. He started coming by and helping me every once in a while. And once uh, once he kind of saw that I had a knack for it, he, he offered me an apprenticeship. And I rode with him for a little less than a year. And uh, then after that, I started running calls for him for a little bit. And then after that, he actually helped me start my business. And okay. he's now partner. And he's a partner in my second business. Okay. How about you, Zach? How did how did you get in? I was brought in by the previous owner of the company. Um, I'm actually a licensed airframe power plant mechanic. Uh, okay. Did you did you did you ride with anybody? Did they just they uh yeah. they showed you how it worked and then they they throw you to the wolves? Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. When I when I first uh when I first uh, got the Sears. Uh, then they had pagers. So they, they showed me how the pager work one day and how to fill out the invoices the next day. Uh, the next day I had a service van and I was out there fixing stuff. Uh, and that's the way majority of us actually learn whether it was right or wrong, but that's how majority of the people learn. There was no training program to put you in and it was so much work to be done. Nobody had time to really, uh, to actually, uh, teach you. Uh, and so you, 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 you went out there and you learned. Now, the reason why I allowed them to go out with the uh, third-party warranty company, the third-party warranty company supplies them with the parts. Um, so they can go out there. If they misdiagnose something, it's not going to hurt the customer because uh, the customer only pays one fee. And it's not going to hurt the technician either uh, because um, he can call the third-party warranty company tell them send me another part. Um, so he can get a, he can. 
he can go out there with the comp with the with the uh with the uh comfort level of knowing that regardless of what the customer appliance is going to get repaired. Now it might take him two or three trips out there, but he is going to get repaired and is uh and and it's not going to cost the customer any more money and it's not going to cost that that uh business owner any more money. Um and because he's doing it at a discounted rate versus a COD rate, uh it's a win-win for both. So uh he he's able to learn the trade, get the confidence and stuff he needs to actually go out there and uh interact with the customer, take the take the appliances apart, learning how to actually research um, how to research the uh, uh, the applause, how to do his pregame. And so with doing all of that, he's now learning how to actually run his business. Uh, the technician that I was just talking about, uh, the sub that just came on with me, he's one of the guys that that, uh, they, that he's coming over from uh, working with a company where he actually rode with somebody. He rode with somebody for like three or four months, and he still ain't got the confidence to go out there and do it on his own. Because he, he's looking for something, he, he's too afraid he's going to make a mistake. He's looking for somebody to tell him what to do. Uh, you no, know, if he goes there and um, the drain pump isn't draining, he'll call me. Uh, I got a question. What? I'm here at the drain pump. And it's getting 120 votes, but it's not turning on. Well, he got 120 votes. It's not turning on. It's a bad drain pump. I need to order <laughs> her drain pump. Yeah. But that comes from riding with somebody and, and not being able to make that decision. To go ahead. Versus I would say that comes from piss poor training. If yeah, you rode with yeah. me, if we, if you rode with me for three months and you didn't know that, you don't. You're not going in a van. You're going back to McDonald's or wherever you came from. Well, and yeah, I'm gonna. But- I mean, I'm I'm gonna disagree with that, TK. I, that that's one spot where you and I actually disagree on that because, I mean, it, it everyone's different, right? Um, I, the way that I take stuff apart, I have a my mind works differently than other people, right? I look at an appliance and I see the seams. I see how it comes apart and I see, you know, like I just, it, in my mind, I can see all those intricacies. Not everyone sees that, right? Some people Yeah, but think, if you got a drain pump think, that's got 120 volts, it isn't draining and you've been riding for three months, come on, man. Well, <laughs> what, don't you, what do you disagree with? But how, okay, well, how many no, drain I, I, pumps come back have you that. seen? How many drain pumps have you seen? You know what I mean? Like, what, so I look, I, I think back to my first six months of training with my mentor. I think I might have saw two electric drain pumps in the entire time that I was yeah. out there right. in the first six months yeah. of time. Yeah, right? let, let, because let, let we me get such a broad spectrum of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah let, me, let me clarify with him. What happened? Um, probably a month ago, he done a, a front load wash machine. You know, the, you know, the women with the sport bras, they have these little cups they can slide in and out. Mm-hmm. One of those little cups came out and slid between the tub, the inner tub and the outer tub. And so that drain pump, he was getting 120 volts. And uh, I told him, he, he said he, uh, he ordered a drain pump and it won't drain the water. But what happened, that little cup had came and got and covered up the drain hole in the front load wash machine. So now he's afraid because he ordered that uh, that drain pump, went back to the customer house, it didn't work. He's afraid now that he's making a mistake. No, you're not making a mistake. You need to now make sure that you disconnect when you disconnect the uh the um the drain line that you get some water coming out. If you don't get no water coming out, then you know that uh you, you got something blocking the water too. You need to go uh dress um why there's no water running out. But uh, that's, yeah, right. so, 
Yeah. That's diving deeper as a technician. Yeah. And that's having a confidence knock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I guess that can be a little bit of, that can be a little bit of a training thing, but it's more of a, that technician needed his confidence. There you go. When he was training and he wasn't built up. He worked for a boss mm-hmm. previously that tore him down every single step of the way. Right. And when, when he, if he ordered that drain pump and didn't work, he got answered to that. So uh, he he if if he if he went to a customer house and he gave a price and the customer didn't get it, then the boss will call back and and, and adjust the price so he can get it. So he, he, all that stuff you have to retrain him. Let him know, hey, this is the way we do it. This is uh this this is the way I want you to do it, and this is our policies and procedures. Now the same thing, uh, like you were saying, the way you diagnose. Uh, I, I I love watching you all pe- people like Mike Check and all them go. And they show as they go and how they diagnose problems. Cause we all diagnose them different, you know, uh, yeah. you find your style of doing it. And so I like to see that way. So if I was to go there uh, and actually tell everybody to diagnose exactly like I, how I do it, um, I'll find out that my way might not be the best way. Cause uh, one of my subs uh, slick had told me this. Um, and I, I use it. Uh, I use, do this all the time. Now, if he changes out a compressor, uh, what I normally do, I normally heat up the uh, heat up the lines and pull them out the compressor. And he said, "Why are you doing that?" Uh, I said, "So I can get the compressor out." Well, you're throwing it away anyway. Just take your side cutters and cut the lines off the compressor and get that out the way. Then you got more room to heat it up and pull it off. And uh, I'm doing that now. But if I had told them all to do it my my way, I wouldn't I wouldn't learn uh, the 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 quick ways that they they have done it from working. That's in, a good point. Automobiles and stuff. Yeah. I, I did the same thing when I when I started being really when I was started getting really involved in the the apprentice group, which is now the group. Uh-huh. I would post different. Th- I, I would you know just take a video. I'll give you a perfect example because I'll never forget this. I had this little bucket, this little ice maker ice bucket that I used to carry with me that comes in the whirlpool kits. Uh-huh. And every every job I every job I go on, this ice bucket goes with me. It, it's, I love I love that thing. And I was draining I was draining a washer from underneath into that bucket, and then sucking the water out as it went into the bucket. And I just did it to show guys. And then somebody got on there and was like, "Was well, a whole lot easier to suck it through the drain pipe out, out in the back next to the exhaust." I've been doing this for five years the hard way. Yeah, and then ever since then, you know, as long as it's not blocked up, I just real quickly. But it's like you said, just because you do something a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way. It doesn't mean right. that there's not an easier way. So we all, that's why I like getting other people's viewpoints on anything. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would love to see, Mike, and I'm just going to throw this out here. We can edit it out if it's if it's not acceptable. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I would love to see a future partnership between us. Where when guys are done with the boot camp, we have something set up in the alliance to um, network with people across the country to Mm -hmm. set these guys up with ride alongs because Uh they could be running. They could be running two or three days a week on own warranty calls and doing 
maybe two or three days a week with a, an experienced technician for those that need that, you know, cause I, I know there's people like Miss Ward and Greg and, 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 and I, there's too many. I shouldn't start naming names. There's just too many people that, that are naturals at this and they're doing great. But I feel like it would be awesome if we could find a way to network together. And when these guys are done with the boot camp, they network with, with us and we offer a a ride along thing where where we have the network, we have the people, technicians all over the country that that are looking for people to to help out. And then you know they meet a local company, they network with that company, they do some ride alongs, and then everybody wins. Yeah, um, I don't I don't have a problem if if, if anybody wants to do that, um, but sometimes. Uh, I don't want them to get into what they call, uh, I call it now, the Kwame Brown syndrome. You no, know, Kwame comes straight out of high school, go to the NBA, then Jordan beats him up because he, he doesn't think he's the pro. Um, I've, I have many of people, uh, O'Shea Bean comes to mind right off the top of my head. This is a guy comes straight out of high school. He's like 18 years old. He don't know where a screwdriver is, don't know where a pair of pliers is. And he's at, he comes to a pliers boot camp. His hands are like paper. I mean, I, he got he bleeding like a stuck hog. I'm putting band-aids on him and stuff. And I honestly thought this guy not going to make it because he was one of the first guys that came. I realized didn't know, didn't know what uh, had never worked with hand tools before. He didn't know how to use a socket or a wrench. Um, but uh, if uh, if he would have left and went uh, went out and rode with somebody, somebody would beat him up. So I mean, this guy don't know anything. You know, this this guy don't know how to uh, use a screwdriver. He don't know how to use a hammer. Uh, he's bleeding everywhere, but now this guy right here has became a great technician and a great entrepreneur business owner where, uh, uh, he calls in from time to time and he, you no, know, he, he doesn't, he, he moved out, got him a new car. No, he's like 19, 20 years old. Uh, uh, say his parents don't have to pay for anything for him. And he's changing tub bearings and stuff now in uh, front load washers. And he's became a great technician and he, he, he does strictly CODs now. Um, so with that, uh, I wouldn't want nobody to get beat up. And that's one of the reasons why I like for them to go there um, to the uh, to the third party warranty company, because then they can work at their own pace. Uh, they, uh, they 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 if they take them three hours to do it, uh, that's fine. It's still more money than they're going to make going uh, going to uh, deliver pizza and stuff. Um, and eventually they, they get their confidence up and they um, they learn to trade and eventually they'll catch on to go. Right. Well, and I think, I think what he's saying, and we'll go ahead and wrap up since we mm-hmm. lost him. Um, <laughs> it, we, we see it a lot in the Alliance group. We, we see a lot of these guys going, well, how do I do this? How do uh-huh. I do that? How do I do this? And so we know that there is a certain level of them that are right. as, as you were describing, mm-hmm. like they just need that confidence boost to mm-hmm. go out. And we know that there are guys out there that they benefit from a ride along. They benefit right, from right. seeing not, not, not necessarily like my way is the best way, but mm-hmm. here's another perspective. Here's another way mm-hmm. to do that as far as the technical end of things goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to offer up, but Michael, it's uh it's been a great conversation and, uh, hopefully we can have you on again. Um, oh, I love it was to come good on again. time. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, and I'd love to get y'all on to the appliance bootcamp too. Uh, if y'all like sure. to come in, and uh, we we do a show. Um, I do a show every uh, Monday and Thursday. I love to get y'all on there. 
For sure. For sure. We'll have to set that up. So, Hey guys, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been the appliance Alliance podcast and we are signing off.